Hello, hello, this is DJ Ditch Bitch. Welcome to episode eight of the Crushing Reboot. We are back from spring break, starting at spring quarter here at UCLA. Um, things are going. I was just in Costa Rica with my bestie. We stayed at her family friend's place on Hako Beach. Turns out the surf was like super good there, kind of unexpected. Um, but before I get into those Costa Rica updates, I want to take it back to uh, before before the traveling happened. Um, so I have some life updates for you all as per usual. Um, okay, so this is a funny hinge date story. So... I went on a date with somebody um, and we met up at a coffee shop and I saw them and as soon as I saw them, I was like, shit, they literally look nothing like their photos. Like men are the worst. Like convo was great though, but just like, I was like, I'm just like not attracted to this person and also was not in a mood to be wasting my time. So I'm like, fuck, like I keep getting catfish on these dates. Like this shit sucks. I am so over it. This is the last thing I needed after all the drama that's happened in the previous weeks. So I text my friend and I'm like, yo, get me out of this date. And she's like, okay, bet. Like I'm going to. So then two minutes later, I get a phone call and she's like, Maya, you need to come home right now. Like I just took a pregnancy test and it's positive. And because I'm a dumbass and I'm like the most gullible person ever, I believe her, even though I'm the one who asked her to get me out of the date. So I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like so shocked. And like the acting turns out to be superb in front of my date because he really thinks something's wrong because she really did shock me. But then I didn't want to like say like, oh, my friend is pregnant because that just seemed a little bit too ludicrous. So I was like, oh, like, my friend's locked out of the house and like she needs to go to work. Like I gotta go. And he's like, do you want me to give you a ride? And I was like, no, no, no. Like no ride necessary. Like I love the walk because like we turned out to like live in like pretty, pretty like close to each other's like hella awkward. But it was really funny because I like set myself up for something and then I was still shocked by it, which was just like ridiculous but anyway it was just like a funny situation so anyways um let's see well before so before that that happened during the day my friend and I got brunch and like brunch was so fun like we love brunch in West Hollywood like brunch in West Hollywood's great um but like the brunch was just so much better than the night out and sometimes I'm like damn like why do I even why do I even go out if like I actually kind of hate it and I I put so much pressure on myself to have a good time that I don't end up having a good time and then when I'm drunk I'm like sad and angry and the brunch is just better like the brunch was just the standout of the weekend so we love we love a love love a good brunch um and okay other notes on life updates so just in case you missed it crushing now has a Substack, um which is just like a weekly newsletter where i am going to post blog style posts and also just uh personal essays every week on mondays and 
using the link in my bio. You can put your email in and subscribe to it. So please do that. Um, it's also in my Instagram bio and I'm going to link, I'm going to link to it, um, in this episode so you can access that. And then like some more writing stuff, you guys, super exciting. So I wrote a personal essay for my English class for our final exam and I got an A plus on it. And then my professor like followed up with me a week later and he was like, I can't stop thinking about your essay. Like, it's so good. Like, can I publish it? And I was like, yes, like, please do. Like, professor, yes. Um, so he published my essay on his personal substack. Um, it is called Somewhere on Earth. It's about three generations of powerful women. But like on a deeper level, it's kind of about why I am the way I am. And if you listen to this show, it'll definitely help you understand like, why I am such a shitty dater. Um, so very, it's a very insightful essay. Deaf, deaf worth a read. If you want to like read something that'll make you cry. Um, and yeah, so my professor's like kind of a big shot, but like his wife is like the mega big shot. Um, she like used to be like the host of NPR, all things considered. So that's huge, huge, huge for me. Um, that's so, so exciting. And like, I'm like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. Like, that was like a really big highlight for me over spring break. Um, but without further ado, let's take a break and listen to some music. Um, first song is going to be Talking to Myself by Gottlien. Because um, like that's what I've been doing lately. Like fuck a roster. I've been talking to myself. Oh my God. All right. Let's hear it.
couldn't tell you Do you miss me? Are you talking to yourself too? Talking to Myself by Gotlin. Um, okay, so before we get into the Costa Rica content, okay, you need to understand there are no men in Costa Rica, okay? So that, that was the rule um, going there. And um, we stayed at the raddest place ever, like I said. Um, I was like in this like little princess parlor suite. Um, that was like had windows surrounding it on all sides um in my little guest area and it was like totally awesome I could check the surf in the morning and I was like speaking Spanish to the locals in the lineup and we had a fun time drinking at night and we went on this like little boat one day so a couple things so one is that, so I was out surfing and I noticed that there would be like these fins kind of like in parallel to each other, like swimming. And I was like, okay, like, is that a shark? So I'm like, what the fuck? So I got kind of spooked. So I was like talking to one of the local women and I was like, yo, like, es un tiburón? Like, que es eso? And she was like, no, 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 girl. Like, this is a manta ray. And so the really interesting thing about these manta rays at the beach is that they like put their little flippers up to make themselves look like predators and so like dumb bitch me thought that it was a shark but it wasn't a shark so I just thought that was really cool and also an interesting fact about these manta rays is that they're not that big like I don't know when I picture manta rays I always picture them to be huge like I thought that was like one of their inherent qualities but it's not actually true they're like kind of small and they don't have barbs and they're not dangerous um and they're just be like like a wave would come and there'd be like dozens of manta rays in the wave um and that's it was just like that's just so cool like I think that's really cool and oh on the topic of surfing Costa Rica I also learned that wave storms are like really coveted there because well one wave storms are like really expensive because there's a lot of demand for them now but also like you know they can't just like like amazoning them is really expensive because the that's just like how it is. And so I was riding a wave storm because that's what my friend's family friends had. And people be like, oh my God, like, where'd you get that board? Where'd you get that board? So that's just like an interesting note. It's like, yeah, well, like wave storms are awesome. So it makes sense. But I thought that was, that was something that I learned too. Um, I also had just like, okay, a really great time for a couple of reasons. I think one is that i just met a bunch of people that I didn't even anticipate that I was going to meet going on to the trip. So 
I met like my, so basically we were staying at my roommate's family friend's house and her, their family friends in the sense that the two dads were friends during college and my roommate's dad's friend's daughter turned out to be like this super awesome girl that I just vibed with. Like I fucked with her so heavy. Like she was just awesome. And like, I'm a really deep person. And when I meet another deep person, it's so, so exciting. So we just like had like a little like trio slash quartet um, with my roommate's little sister and her and just like had a really good time the whole week. And I enjoyed myself very, very much. And like, I don't know, just like really filled my cup. And I like felt just so rejuvenated, like sweltering on that beach with the little tiny granules of sand and swimming and surfing and waking up late and making breakfast with avocados and like yummy food. Like it was so good. Um, I had a good ass time. And I also think a part of it had to do with like the lack of the lack of um, cell phone service and like also bad Wi-Fi connection. So I was like trying a lot and reading a lot. And like it was so good to just be um, off the grid in that way, which was like awesome sauce. Um, but before I get into talking about being off the grid and just like like zoning out and like taking like a mental break. I want to talk about, tell you guys like a funny, a funny story. So I said that there were no men in Costa Rica, but like actually there was one man. And like, when I say that I found God in Costa Rica, like God was Sebastian. Like he was this, he was the man. He, he was the man I was looking for all along. Um, so we went on this like little boat trip with the family and we just like had a blast. And there was like this cute little work, like this cute little guy who was like working there. And my friend's mom just like started talking me up to him. And it just like became a bit. And we, whatever, like we'd be like, they had like different activities on the little island that we boated to. And he was like, oh, like, are you going to do one of the activities? Like you don't want to miss out. And I was like, yeah, like, okay, like, cause you say so, I guess I have to. And it was just like really funny. And we were, we had like a little thing, but then, so we're on the boat on the way back and I'm just like drunk off my, I like had a rum punch and like, you can't taste the rum in that rum punch. And I'm like drunk off my ass, like waddling up the boat ramp with like all of my friend's family. And so the way that they like, they like set up the ramp is like, well, one, it's really hot in Costa Rica. So we're walking up the ramp, but it's like in the hot sun. And so they have like people who are working um, for the boat company, just like dumping water onto your feet. And he just like dumps like so much water onto my feet. And my friend's mom's like, damn, like I saw Sebastian, like giving you some extra water there, Maya. And I was like, LOL, this is so funny. And then we like sat in the boat and he was like cleaning. Um, we were like underneath it's a catamaran. And so we were like sitting in that underneath part in the AC because it was just like very hot. And he was like cleaning above. And I was like, oh my God, like I can't handle this. And like all the other guys in the boat were like, oh my God, like this bitch, like she's so drunk, but also this is funny. So like halfway through the boat ride, I get up and they're like, this bitch is drunk as fuck. So I like get up and I actually have to really pee. And they're like, he's like, would you like some water? And I'm like, no, 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 like I gotta pee. So I like bust through the doors and I go pee. And then I come back and he just like takes, there's like an ice water and he just like shoves it into my hand. Like as I'm like coming back through the doors. And in the moment it was just like funny. It was just like a hysterical situation probably cause I was blasted, but it's okay. 
Um, and then we go out for dinner that night and he's literally sitting at the restaurant and I'm like, hi, Sebastian. And I like wave my hand and he like waves back and smiles and it was very cute. And then everyone was like, Maya, like go up to him, like give him your number. And I was like, um, I'm kind of want to do that, but I'm not going to. So I literally like went back with my friend's little sister to do that and like left the rest of the family. But then I chickened out because I was like, I think he's kind of young. And also I was legitimately afraid because I had no balls and there are no men in Costa Rica. So that's a fun, fun little, fun little story. But don't forget about being off the grid. I'm going to take a break right now. We're going to listen to this song that I was introduced to this week by my Spotify recommended. Um, This is a song called Tangerine by Jesse Joe Stark. I think it's beautiful. Let's take a listen.
can feel me with your teeth And I'm so You just heard Tangerine by Jesse Joe Stark. So cute. Like, peel me like a tangerine, baby. Anyways, very good song. I'm kind of obsessed with it. I've been listening to it all week. All right, so back to the being off the grid, okay? I'm calling, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna call spring quarter. This is the back to paper revolution, right? Like, talk about a vibe shift. Like, this is the vibe shift. We're going back to paper. Okay, so... I told you about like my little little crushy washy Sebastian, um, my Costa Rican man. But I so recently, um, okay, actually no, I have a funny, I have a funnier story about Costa Rica first. So we're in Costa Rica. We're sipping on that rum punch margarita vibes, you know, like on the little island, and we're with Sophia's younger sister, and she's a minor. And we, so we're, so we like go to like get refills on our drinks and he, the man, one of the men like working there, he's a different one, Jorge, he had been like hitting on the long, younger sister and he like made us our drinks and handed us all flowers. And then he like covertly slipped, um, the younger sister his number on like a piece of paper that was like the map of the hike and it like had his number and his Instagram on it um which was so funny and it was like he was like meet me like at Hako Beach bar tonight and she's like oh my god like should we go and I was like lol this is so funny but we stalk his Instagram and it like he has like tons of like young girls and just like women like commenting on his photos and I'm like this man has game like not appropriate with the minor but like this man has game like he he's like I'm not supposed to do this but like you're just so beautiful like literally deadass he probably has multiple women on every cruise where he's just like he's meeting up with them at night like he's he's doing his daytime work and he's doing his nighttime work like I was like this is so funny also like that's my van goal like catch me doing exactly that at the van this summer. I don't think I'm quite as smooth, but you know, like we can work on our game. We can work on our game. Sometimes I can be smooth. Um, sometimes very occasionally I'm going to talk about when I wasn't smooth. Okay. So all of finals week, right? I like, well, actually let's back it up there. So 
all of last quarter. There's a cute barista at Starbucks, okay? And maybe if you, if you're in Westwood, maybe like every bitch is like, oh my God, like the cute barista from Starbucks because he hits on everyone. But like, I was like, you know what? Like, I think we have a little bit of a thing. Like I'd been like checking vibes to make sure that like, you know, I was at least pretty unique in the fact that like we like had conversations. So, you know, like we, we'd always chat and then like finals week, I'm like, fuck, okay, I got to give him my number. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I keep checking it out and I'm like, you know, not like a, I'm not like feeling good mentally. I'm like very stressed. I'm like, I have like a little Sharpie in my bag. Like I'm ready to give this man my number, but like, I don't follow through. Um, and he's always like, oh, like have a great day at class. Like knows my name. Um, we like have a little chit chat all the time. Knows my order. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a Starbucks regular and I just love Starbucks. Like can't go wrong with Starbucks. Like I love a niche little quirky alternative coffee shop, but I also love Starbucks. So, okay. I get to Starbucks my first, my first debut of the spring and I order, but he's not taking my order this time. He's like handing back the stuff and it's taking a while for my drink to come. And he's like, Maya. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So like go get my drink. And he's like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, like, how are you? And he's like, Oh my God. Like, how was your spring break? And I'm like, I was in Costa Rica. And then this bitch just like interrupt this woman just interrupts us. Right. She's like, sorry, like I need to get my order. And I'm like, let us have our meet cute lady, whatever. So I just like stand there for a couple minutes, like waiting for him to like, you know, do his damn job um, awkwardly. And I was like, oh my God, like, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like, what were you saying? And he's like, oh, have you been to Costa Rica before? And I was like, yeah, but when I was really little, like, and I'm like, do you travel much? And he's like, I go to Canada for soccer. Like, I was like, oh, soccer, like you play soccer. And then I was like, okay, like, I don't know if this is really weird, but like, can I give you my number? And he was like, um, yeah, like, yeah, give me your number. Um, uh, and like, didn't have anything to write it down with because he's working and also like didn't have his phone on him cause he's working. So I'm like, oh my God, like no worries. Like I'll just go write it down. Well, I didn't have my Sharpie in my bag. I did have a pen. I got, I did the napkin execute though, which is what I plan to do in my head. So I, I took the little napkin and I wrote my number and I wrote my name and I handed it to him. And I was like, you know, like you should text me. And he was like, yeah, like I will, like I'll see you around Maya. And I was like, see you. And I walked my ass out of that Starbucks as fast as I possibly could. Like I had somewhere to go, even though my class actually turned out to start like hella later on that day, but whatever. Okay. So it was a little awkward, but like we did the in-person meet cute. I'm very, you know, I'm a lot less, I'm a lot less awkward over text, but, um, that was just like fun and cute and it's a little thought experiment. So, so we're just going to be seeing what happens. Okay. We're going to be seeing, we're going to see what happens. You know, Jorge inspired me a little bit in Costa Rica. Um, this is the back to paper revolution. I'm also just like getting, I'm literally getting so sick of hinge. Like I cannot talk to people on the dating apps anymore because people just don't look like their photos. And like, honestly, I am so skeptical of, I've just, I'm just so, I'm so skeptical of everything. I'm like, oh my God, like you're fake. Like you're going to be a weirdo. I don't know. And then it's like, oh, do we FaceTime before the date? Which is like my therapist suggestion. I'm like, well, I don't have time to just be FaceTiming randos. Like it's so, it's so stressful. Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. Um, but like, 
just in case anyone asks, you can tell them I have a roster, just like my TikTok says, okay? Just so we're clear, like, if you're listening, I have a roster, period. Um, okay, <laughs> so that was enough on that. Um, I want to take a break and listen to another song. Um, this one's also been a biggie on my repertoire for this week. Oh my god. Okay, um, this is called Muscle. And it is by Izzy Wood. Um, hope you enjoy. Let's hear it. Can you tell I've been building myself? But I have to make sure I can do things you don't have the guts for Sometimes I worry that's all I'm good for Izzy Wood. I'm all muscle, baby. Um, lol. Okay. I don't know why I just said that. Um, okay. So one thing about traveling, right, is that like you make your return home and like, it's fun. It, I feel like variation and balance in life is like really interesting because like, then you can feel grateful for the present moment because it's different than the past moment. So I want to talk about like returning home a little bit, right? So I have a lot of fear about returning home, like, or, like, change and, like, moving to a new place. And, like, that's always been a thing for me. 
um, as a kid because I, and as a kid and even now, um, the reason why is because I hate like being perceived. Like I don't want people to look at me and notice me and like be like, oh my God, she's different. She's changed. Like she's grown up. She's weird. She's fat. She's ugly. She's pretty. Like, I don't want to know. I'm like kind of uncomfortable with it. Um, and I just really, really fixate and I get really obsessed of like obsessed with like what other people are going to think about me and like what's going to happen in the future. And this is just like, these are all anxious thoughts and like have to do with anxiety. But that said, you know, after like sharing my writing piece with a couple of people that mean a lot to me, I realized that like it can be really good to be perceived by the right people. And what I mean by that is that like when I'm like writing about deep shit, right, it's like making me vulnerable. But when I share that side of me with people that I trust, I also get the benefit of connecting to them deeper and them like, like taking me in more and like feeling like home, like where, where they are, because now we've shared something together. Um, so that's just like a really important note on how vulnerability can actually be a strength, which is hard to learn. But I actually do want to do an episode on that because my friend is reading a book called Daring Greatly about like the why like being vulnerable is like the key to success so I definitely want to do an episode on that um but I think that that's that that was just like a little noticing that I had like oh like it feels so good to like get recognized by people I care about and like sharing is hard and I'm like like to front even though I'm not really good at fronting um so it was it was like definitely definitely like a very very therapeutic experience like the process of writing the piece and then getting to share it with people and like feeling validated it's really good for me um but I guess like so my friend has a term actually for people that we share stuff with and um she calls them um marble jar friends so these are people that you like start to be vulnerable with because they've earned um, your trust and your respect. And, you know, so the way that they do that is by earning marbles. So, you know, over time you test with bigger and bigger things and bigger and bigger secrets and like bigger and bigger conversations and you kind of like can understand their character more. And so I think like, you know, not everyone has to be your marble jar friend, but like, it's really important to have some marble jar friends, like people that you can be you with and you can confide in, um, because those are the people that make us feel less lonely in life. So I think that's really like a good way of putting it. And like one, one really weird, I don't know. I also like that term too, because I have this super weird thing where like, I only think of people who are my marble jar friends as my friends. Like, I don't think of anyone else that I'm friendly with as my friends, but I know it's like, they are my friends. They're just not my marble jar friends. But I personally like, don't really need a lot of friends. Like I just need a lot of marble jar friends. Cause I'm a deep person. And also like, I don't need to socialize that that much. So I thought that was like a super interesting observation. So yeah, so just like to t circle back uh, to this returning home thing and this vulnerability thing. Um, so I feel like I have two homes in New York, like one's in Brooklyn, one's in Montauk. And I haven't spent more than like two weeks in Brooklyn since graduating high school. And a lot of that has to do with like me running away. Like literally I left as soon as I graduated, I said goodbye, Berkeley Carroll, like hello Montauk, like I'm now going to be a different person. Um, because I was deeply nerdy in high school, like, and I felt really ostracized by the people there. And I was like, literally, and this was internalized to the point where I literally thought that something is wrong with me. And like, it's still like, uh, when I look in the mirror, like I'm still that really insecure person who like everybody hates because she's smart. And like, obviously, like I've like, 
you know, grown in college and changed the way that I view myself, but it's sometimes hard to shake that. And so in terms of like returning home to Brooklyn, it's really scary because I'm still that kid who was bullied. Like I'm still that ostracized girl. And like, it's, it's really, really nerve wracking for me to return. But like, at least now I know that like, oh, like, you know, these are anxious, intrusive thoughts. And like, that's not actually real. And that this has to do with you know, high school shit, but it does make me feel really nervous to go back to Brooklyn because of that. And then what I will say too about Brooklyn is like, there's like, I feel like, I don't know, some, some, (laughs) I feel like people are like, oh shit, like Maya's cool now, but it's kind of like, but like, why didn't you notice me before? Like, why were you so mean to me in high school? Like, why'd you make me feel like shit? Like, you know, so it, it doesn't really feel good, but I, I have recently been just, like, chatting with a friend of mine um, from high school who was actually always really nice to me and, like, always looked out for me, and whenever I was kind of, like, a loner and the crowd, like, would check in with me, and so I appreciate this person, um, but, yeah, he's making me a little bit less nervous about going back to Brooklyn, which I'm probably gonna do for the summer because my summer is still up in the air, but, you know, like we change and we grow and it's like when it's, it's so cliche to be like, just like look at you, like wait for college, like college is going to be your time. But it's like, no, like college actually is my time because I fucking hated myself in high school and people were so mean to me, but you know, now I can like actually see that I'm cool, but it's taken so long for me to realize that. Like I thought I was like deeply ugly and like deeply disturbed and weird and that like no one should ever talk to me. Like I genuinely thought these things about myself. So it's like, actually like I'm proud of myself for changing my self perception. Um, so that's, uh, that's like more Brooklyn oriented, but Montauk is just like, God, I got so caught up in Montauk. It's like, um, I, if I, if I am popular anywhere on my life, it is, it is, um, in the dirt lot of the ditch plains parking lot where I trot around in a thong bikini and make money. And, um, I don't know if I'm going to do that this summer. It kind of depends what happens with my internships, but vamos a ver, we're going to see, where the wind blows, I'm trying to be really flexible, which is hard for me. And also change is going to be hard if I'm not doing that, but it's going to be okay. Um, so that's, that's looking towards the summer. And on, on the topic of summer, I want to listen to this, bring it back to this JT song, Summer Love. Um, let's hear it. Summer love 
Gotta show you that I'm the one, girl Well, I'ma figure right each and every night I know how to do it insane, girl Cause I can make it hot, make it stop Make you wanna say my name, girl Come on, baby, please, cause I'm on my knees Can't get you off my brain, girl But who would have thought that you could be the one Cause I, I can't wait to fall in love with you can't wait to fall in love with me This just can't be summer love You'll see This just can't be summer love Cause I can't wait to fall in love with you You can't wait to fall in love with me This just can't be summer love You'll see this just can't be summer love Summer's over for the both of us Summer's over But that doesn't mean we should give up on love You're the one that I've been thinking of And I knew the day I met you, you'd be the one I can't wait to fall in love drives a drop top just in case like you were wondering like he was actually talking about her when she was driving when he wrote it so I just like yeah I just like wanted you guys to know um all right so without further ado we're gonna move into our pop culture segment for today so as you know Will Smith hit Chris Rock um on stage at the Oscars and I just like want to like I don't know like push Ask some, ask some cues about this situation. So I'm wondering, one, is the cultural obsession with this, like, reflective of a cultural obsession with, like, black male-on-male violence? Like, is this why everyone has been fixated on this for days? And then, like, what about all the women who toot Will Smith for, like, his defense of his wife? They're like, get me a man like Will Smith. But it's like, 
dog like you want your boyfriend to like hit hit someone on behalf of you like i'm not sure that's quite it um so kind of an interesting situation but recently will smith issued an apology and he was like you know Okay, well, he did say jokes at my expense are part of my job. And he said he reacted emotionally. And then he also said there's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. And it's kind of like, LOL, one, this isn't a world of love and kindness. But two, like, because he's a black man and because if he condoned violence, there'd be so much backlash against him. Like, did he have to go back and say something like that? Like, was this like PR strategy? I think this is really interesting. And he also added that violence in all forms is poisonous and destructive, which again is really interesting, right? Because like, I don't know, like sometimes violence is warranted. Like if you've ever watched Queen and Slim, like in that movie, you know, it's like um, a social commentary on like the Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality. And like, they actually have a little kid, a little like kid of color shoot one of the cops. And it's kind of like, well, sometimes maybe violence is warranted because like if you are a black, if you're a person with black skin in America, like you are sentenced to death, like essentially like by the, like as soon as you exit the womb. So then at that point, it's like, well, what can you do but resort to violence? And there's like a lot of interesting critical theory about this, but I think that this like whole situation really like pokes at that a lot which is super interesting um and then there's the whole thing about how the academy says that they don't condone violence but this is like kind of funny in a way because it's like well chris rock and will smith are like way bigger than the academy so like in a way like does this fight just like completely like nix the academy and like I don't know their legitimacy like the fact that these two men fought on stage and like they actually couldn't really do anything about it. like what are they gonna do cancel Will Smith like you can't cancel Will Smith like literally what are they going to do um so it's just like what and then also it's like or you know on the other hand does it kind of aid them in like their like white power structure you know um clubhouse type country club vibes of like helping them show that black men are violent and like ruin the academy so i don't know like what's going on there but like time will tell and i think this is like a really interesting just like i don't know like we talk about like things that happen in culture that are like reflective of the cultural sentiment and i think this is like totally accurate it's like literally like we've like completely like shed all rules like this crazy thing happens like there is no authority really um so talk about a vibe shift right like back to that fucking vibe shift article but yeah i just thought that was really interesting is this the paper revolution except it's like chris rock slash will smith i don't know Say cool but like also like i kind of want my boyfriend to defend me like i mean maybe not hit another man but like defend me like cool that he did that in a little bit um alrighty guys i have one more song for you um, this is Reverse Cowgirl by Mickey Darling. Let me know what you think of this song. Like, is this woman hating? I don't know. I kind of like it. Let's hear it.
that you don't want me All I fuck is blondies Just so I can get up in nostalgia But it's all bullshit Cause I'm so pretentious And I can't fix it And I hung out with girls That knew more words to my songs Than you ever did And I made out with boys That used more tongue in one kiss Than you ever did Cause I'm sick of feeling sorry But for myself Cause you couldn't love me I'm sick of all the shit you're talking I'm sick To the things that I'm not And you just destroy, destroy all my confidence I'm just a boy with a voice and an audience I never learned how to love and it's obvious You never learn how to suck on my cockiness oh, oh. And I hung out with girls that knew more words To my songs than you ever did And I made out with boys that used more tongue in one kiss than you I'm ever so did. fucking sick of feeling sorry for myself everything that flirts all my friends say that she squirts she's a cowgirl in reverse like what like why do you take issue with like women being hot and like fucking lots of dudes like i don't know mickey darling please tell me i'm confused um but that was reverse cowgirl by mickey darling um so yeah now we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna pivot um what are we looking ahead to so in terms of crushing Please stay stoked. Stay strapped for the Substack every Monday. Drop your email into the little subscription link in my Instagram bio. Also linked to this episode. It's going to send you my newsletter on Mondays. If not, I'm going to be posting it on my Instagram story. You can click from there. Um, the personal essays are really good and like cheeky and fun and personal like and um, so that's good. We're just we're just doing this for funsies for practice. No pressure. 
And um, also looking ahead, I'm gonna be mixing. I'm gonna I'm gonna be mixing some of my fave like indie songs together. Um, I think I'm gonna be using Mixmeister slash. I'm not exactly sure because I'm not like good at it slash I don't know much about it, but I'm going to be reaching out for help there. So I'll definitely have some like what I want to do is like kind of like a riff off one. And then I also want to do like, you know, those like big like 2000s music video dumps. Like I want to do something like that, which should be pretty cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, shaking things up, doing some different stuff with crushing. Um, we do have some cool guests coming on in the next week next week um we're gonna have molly who is the director of sea maven magazine which is a grassroots women's surf collective that's kind of like see together and with a girl um so you know this will be like really interesting because molly has done work with brianna who i interviewed last spring and malls who i interviewed last spring too and she's also another surfer so yeah we can dish about like gender and surfing and like dating and surfing and like getting like kind of like catcalled in the lineup a little bit maybe or like getting hit on in the lineup and how to navigate that when like an old dude's being like really creepo to you like for example that happening at topanga to me this morning this man's like wow, like, that was, like, a really great wave that you got, and it's, like, dude, like, it wasn't a great wave, you're, like, 50, like, please don't talk to me, like, please don't talk to me, we don't need to talk, we don't need to talk, it don't need to happen, um, so I'll be super stoked to talk with Molly, uh, next week, that'll be for next week's episode, and then, I don't know if you guys remember, but I, like, shot those TikTok reels with TikToker Matthew Nichols, and he's getting back to me on a date when we can record, so it'll be, like, very fun to have a straight male on crushing and, like, talk about dating from a male perspective, which I really, like, want to do more of, so if you are listening to this, if you are listening to this and you are a male and you like women, please, please, please let me know. I want to do a straight male episode so we can kind of like get into the psyche a little bit more and dig. Um, yeah, like I am probably, I'm probably going to do like a feeler on Insta and like, just like post be like, yo, like if you want to be on crushing, like swipe up, I need guests. Um, so we're just going to do a little bit of crowdsourcing there. Also hoping to have Annie Treza on, who is a singer songwriter I know from Montauk. Um, she's like my little like surf big sister. Um, she's awesome too. So we'll probably do an episode this spring. Um, but like, yeah, that's that on that happy spring. Honestly, let's, let's hope my dating life gets better not worse. Um, you know, like the famine, it's been long, it's been long. Um, and I love you all very much. Uh, that was crushing episode eight. This is DJ ditch bitch signing off. Bye guys until next week.